ever hear it said that in every relationship, there's a garden and a gardener? It's me, Cindy. And the best relationships take turns in the roles. I like that. Of course, my garden is a four-year-old border collie, Ruby. She demands a lot of attention, made worse because I give it to her, especially these days. As owners go, I am a dog's dream come true. This hits me as I'm sitting on the back step. She comes over, nudges her way under my arm, so we're sitting side by side, my arm now around her. And before I realize that I've been manipulated, she's throwing herself sideways across my lap and I'm rubbing her stomach. And that's when it hits me. I am totally the gardener. Or the puppet, if there was a saying that in every relationship there's a puppet and a puppet master, she'd be the one pulling the strings. I mean, I love dogs, so I mostly find her hijinks adorable. And it occurs to me that I'm spending more time with her than anybody else these days. And while I find she's very easy to talk to and never complains about my ramblings, for as good a listener as she is, she's a lousy conversationalist, still looking on the bright side, like I said. At least she doesn't complain. I'm all about looking for the silver lining these days. I told you before, I am pretty much a card-carrying optimist, which makes me wholeheartedly committed to seeing, even if it's a search, what's good. The bright side. For Ruby, her bright side is having me around more, as in pretty much every minute of every day, if only because it greatly increases the odds of her getting a treat or some playtime. If you have dogs or cats or both, they're entertaining and great companions. If you don't, I've heard there are a lot of pet adoptions going on now. The bonus there is that people are adding great companionship and all the time home together is good for training and bonding. While musicians aren't playing out, on the bright side, there are a lot of collaborative projects put together thanks to recording software and click tracks and being able to share the final results through social media. The music community is also supporting plenty of house concerts, a more casual and more intimate performance that you can watch without having to put shoes on. As my friend and fellow optimist John Williams pointed out, how nice is it that we're not in the throes of daylight savings time, plunging into darkness by 4.30 in the afternoon. Instead, we have sunlight for hours more. That's literally a bright spot. <laughs> We've got FaceTime and Skype and Zoom and video messenger, so we can still have face-to-face -face conversations, albeit a little bit different, and enough free time giving us the impetus to reconnect to people we might not have had a chance to talk to for a while. As a matter of fact, carriers say that phone calls are up in both numbers and in the length of the calls. There's a luxury to being able to flop down on the couch, put your feet up, and have a good, long, fun chat, especially when it's been too long. And for people who could use somebody to get on the horn with, you gotta love these Cornell students who created Quarantine Buddy to match people up with others with similar interests. Check it out. Google Quarantine Buddy if you know somebody who could use a friend. And I'm guessing my neighbors aren't the only ones suddenly looking like extras in a scene from Pleasantville. There are couples holding hands, parents pushing strollers, fathers and daughters riding bikes or jogging or walking the dog kids doing chalk art on the sidewalks and driveways. People are out walking, laughing, sharing time and each other's company. And like a bonus silver lining, not an iPhone in sight. It's no guarantee screen time won't return, but maybe the habit will be broken or replaced or at least minimized by real time outside. Reminds me of this book I read, written by a mother of three kids who pulls the plug on all their devices and they rediscover life beyond the screens. It's called The Winter of Our Disconnect 
by Susan Mauchart, and it is absolutely worth the read. This forced confinement is heaven for people who love to spend time in the kitchen, and even for those of us who normally don't, cooking and baking have practically become America's favorite new old pastime. If you have any doubts about this, just try finding a pack of yeast in any store anywhere because you can't. I have spent more time in the kitchen lately than in about the past 10 years. I've baked banana oatmeal muffins, vegan chocolate cake, hermit cookies, cinnamon muffins, and comfort food dinners like mac and cheese and chili and shepherd's pie. Same with gardening, like in the yard, not in relationships. It's not just about having more time. It's also the pleasure of working outside, adding color or design or just tidying up, of doing something. The couple around the corner, I don't even know their names. They were out doing yard work, and I went, hey, your yard looks so beautiful. And whatever her name was said, thanks. Isn't it amazing how much you get done when there's nothing else to do? And I was like, "Uh, yeah. But in my head, thinking, don't judge me when you walk by my house, I rely on perennials, which come back every year, no matter how reluctant or disinterested I am in maintaining them. So silver lining, I have flowers. And hey, I'm busy being a gardener to the dog. Another unexpected bonus, lots of people are having the opportunity to get rid of stuff they don't want. Lane cleaned out her linen closet, sent the before and after photos. We love the visual. And Shelly cleaned out all her closets already. So there's a silver lining if you've done that. A bonus silver lining if you haven't, because I haven't either, so you're not alone. We're in the slacker sisterhood or brotherhood. Sweet, right? I also haven't cleaned out the attic or cleared space in the garage to put whatever I clear out from the attic until I can donate it or have a yard sale. So in this particular case, the silver lining is that I have a rock-solid excuse why I haven't gotten any of this done. Excellent! All that cleaning out and clearing up are on the list of things I have time to do now, even if I don't have the inclination. And it's funny because if I had a dime for every time I said, if only I had a block of free time... I'd have enough dimes to pay somebody to clean up for me. So how does that tie into the silver lining? Uh, I don't know. I find that it helps to see bright spots, to find things to be grateful for, the unexpected benefits of this alt-universe we're living in right now, like not getting dressed all the time, a pajama day every once in a while or for days in a row. I don't look at it as the slippery slope into a slovenly state. I'm just cutting myself however much slack I feel like taking. As you can tell, I'm very good at justifying just about anything. It's something of a superpower for me. So is finding the comedy in anything. Like, you ready? <laughs> How's your hair? Do you think the hair situation's getting kind of funny? I have a feeling I'm not alone here. Start looking around when you see real people, not TV people. Their hair is fine, but oh man, real people? Women who used to visit their favorite hairstylist on the regular? Same with guys who made barbershop stops every couple of weeks or so. None of that's going on, at least not right now. There is a certain shagginess that's becoming a thing everywhere. Okay, think of the money we're all saving, but at what price? You got to see Mikey, who quit shaving. No excuse for that, Mikey. And now he looks like he's entering a beard contest or prepping for a ZZ Top tribute band. And I know I'm not the only one who's distancing from Lady Clara. All the root of that situation has become all too apparent, if you catch my drift. But as far as that goes, if we're basically living like solitary cave dwellers, what better time to transition and let nature be the colorist? Or if we do, nobody's seeing us anyway. 
For those of us who weren't just opting for a different hair color but keeping gray at bay, we're waving the white flag. Given that hair color can be, as my friend Elise refers to it, the fountain of youth, maybe we're just, for now, embracing or accepting or experimenting with a change. Like anything else we do with our hair, none of it's forever if we change our minds. We can always choose to return to the reds, the brunettes, the black, the blonde, the blue, the pink. But for now, even though my hair looks like I can't make up my mind or find a working pair of scissors, I am intentionally joining with my sisters in solidarity, bravely stepping into a new world of very different hair. And maybe in our case, it could wind up literally (laughs) being a silver lining. If you could use more support or cheering up, check out other episodes in the Coping with Corona World series, Seeking Comfort, Staying Sane, Sidestepping Stress, How You Doing? The It's Me, Cindy podcasts like Be Here Now and Stop Worrying and I'm Great also explore paths to the sunny side of the street. In the meantime, we'll keep watching for the bright spots.